0: How is it possible that somebody who is right in the middle of the limelight, maybe millions of people watching on TV, tens of thousands of people watching in person may find themselves in a situation where they're depressed? or they're dealing with anxiety, or they have fears. And these are people who might be sports stars that you think of in the biggest light. Remember back to what happened with the Olympics and Simone Biles? Michael Phelps has dealt with these sorts of things as well. And we are going to talk right now on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline with someone who is not only a sports performance, but also a success coach. And her name is Kate Ekman. It is great to have her with us here on KDKA. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's my joy to be here. We are really looking forward to this, and I think that a lot of people are saying, well, wait a second, how can somebody like Simone Biles deal with anxiety or deal with depression? Michael Phelps won more gold medals than anybody has ever in the Olympics. How could he possibly? But the reality is sometimes we don't know what the pressures are on them, and they deal with it. It manifests in different ways, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And I think there's such an epidemic in our culture right now that if you look a certain way or you have a certain amount of money or you reach a certain level of success, you have these superpowers as a human, as this superior athlete, that you don't face the everyday folk type of thing like depression, like anxiety. And to that, I say at this point in our life with how crazy the world is, if you aren't experiencing some level of anxiety or depression, Then I worry about you. We're living in anxious and depressing times if you take a look around. But I think with these athletes, there's so much pressure and expectations put upon them, and they don't really have the outlet. They're not allowed to be human because they perform like superhumans.
0: How long did it take you to put together the book that you have written talking about these issues, the full spirit workout? How long did it take you to do that?
1: I really think it was a a lifelong assignment. I mean, yes, I wrote 90,000 words in about four or five months during the pandemic. But really, this originated from me being an athlete, being a little four-year-old at the swim club and overhearing the swim instructor say to my mother that he didn't think I was a very good swimmer. And what that did to me as a child, this mentality that came about that said, oh, my gosh, I have to perform at a high level so that strangers and my parents will be impressed by me and and they'll love me and I'll feel safe in the world. And I think a lot of us as humans feel that. And we, like I said, don't have the outlet to express it. And men, especially in the spirit and in the name of being a man and having that stiff upper lip. So I think all of these big passion projects that we do, it really is a lifetime of putting the work together. And for me, I wanted to do it because so much emphasis in our culture is placed on the externals. And we really have to start building that confidence and resiliency from within to have to be able to weather any storm, quite frankly, because let's face it, the chaos and uncertainty of the world isn't going
0: anywhere. So how did that four year old who wasn't very good at the backstroke or the breaststroke or the the crawl end up being an academic All-America at Penn State?
1: (laughs) Well, the good news about that comment is that it was kind of that. Well, I'll show this guy, and I, I went on to break every record at that swim club and, and get this scholarship to Penn State, and I had a successful career. But at what cost? Like these athletes that we're talking about, I, too, was filled with the anxiety and, and the depression at times, feeling this obsession with performance and perfectionism. And, and that's why it has been my life's work to come up with the tools and the keys for a better way of living and, and really develop this inner fitness that is based on who we are and those unique gifts and strengths that we can leverage and offer to the world rather than on what we do, how high we perform or achieve and, and who we're impressing.
0: Among the people that you have worked with and, and for instance, one of the people certainly very well known here in Pittsburgh who endorses you is Plexico Burris. Tell us a little bit about the, the situation that Plex was dealing with and, and the things that, that you helped him to work through.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously someone who was at the height of his career and, um, and ended up going to prison in the midst of all of it. And someone who had to learn who he was without all of the money and accolades and, and all the fans cheering him on and really get to the core of who he is and what he values. And I think he's, happier than he's ever been and feels more successful than he ever has because of his relationship with his wife and two kids and, and being able to coach his son and daughter who are, as you can imagine, superstar athletes. Yeah. His daughter is on an all-boys basketball team. They're just phenomenal. But it really is a journey to to valuing yourself for what you can offer that isn't about money or impressing people and, and it is a journey and it's it's simple but not easy and, and just like going to the gym we can't just show up in our cute outfits and expect to be fit we really have to sweat and put in the work but the results are so worth it
0: kate Eckman joining us she's got a brand new book which is talking about basically issues having to do with uh, the full spirit workout is the name of the book, but it's talking about the fact that, you know, there are things that you can do to sort of help you succeed at life, even though you may be dealing with anxiety and depression and some of these other things that a lot of professional athletes do too. I, I, I think it's fair to say that, you know, a lot of these uh, couch quarterbacks, if you will, or these people who are just looking at a baseball player and say, he can't hit the curveball at all. What does the matter? They can't, we can't relate to the pressure that they feel. And, and we say, well, they just don't care. They're making all those kinds of money. That doesn't make it easier, doesn't it? If anything, does it make it harder, the fact that they're making that kind of money?
1: I think so, especially when so many of our favorite athletes literally come from nothing. So then they're also dealing with feelings of unworthiness. They don't even feel like they're worthy of all of this money or all of this fame. They themselves feel like just the average Joe, but they're put in this position. And I, I think... We can, we can start to look at athletes with more compassion that they are human like us when we start to look at ourselves with more kindness and compassion. And, and maybe we're going to be less critical of our favorite quarterback throwing the interception when we realize that we, too, have made mistakes. We don't always do it perfect at work day in and day out. And, and, and again, while they look like superhumans, they are human just like us. But it, it does start with us having a bit more respect and an acceptance of ourselves and then we can extend that
0: outwards. Do you think we're becoming more compassionate when Simone Biles, when Michael Phelps, when Plexico Burris step out and say, Hey, this is real?
1: Yeah, I really, I really honor all of them for speaking publicly because as you know, some of them got so many you know, words of affirmation and praise, and then there was a lot of, of hate and criticism, criticism directed at them as well. But the, the more that any of us, I mean, whatever your job is, that you can speak openly and honestly about what is really going on with you, then you give others permission to do the same, and we all start treating each other a bit better, and then we can come up with strategies and, and tools to manage all of this and get through it. I mean, the suicide rates in our country are off the charts. It's been a you know, really rough year and a half, as as you know, for everybody in many ways. And so this is really about deciding who we want to be and, and the life that we really want to have and, and becoming the men and women who can actually achieve our
0: cherished goals. Sounds like we still have a ways to go, though, doesn't it?
1: We do. And that's why day by day, step by step. And and you think of, I think of Tom Brady, I think, because we were both, same with Plexico, we were all Big Ten athletes at the same time. And Tom is still winning Super Bowls. And my knees hurt when I go to Pilates. So (laughs) I bow down to you, Tom Brady. But You know, Tom is doing what he's doing because he trains harder than anyone, not because he's the worst, but because he's the best. So there is an element of sacrifice and practice that we all have to do. But that's why you have to get really real with yourself and ask how important it is to overcome this addiction, to be a better spouse, to perform better at your job, to do whatever you want to do, you really have to start and check in and say, well, what am I willing to give up or what am I willing to do to get there? Well,
0: if you want to learn more about Kate and her brand new book called The Full Spirit Workout, go to KateEckman.tv, K-A-T-E-E-C-K-M-A-N.tv, KateEckman.tv, and you can get more information about it. Hey, thanks for making time for us. We sure appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Love my friends in Pittsburgh. Thank you so much.
0: It's great to have you here. Kate Ekman talking about a lot of things that, well, we've got some more talking to do about it before we go today.